Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to lock on to your favorite college and NFL prospects, powered by the brand that you come to know and trust, Destination Debbie. Welcome to the Elite Seekers Fantasy Football Podcast. Now introducing our host, the creator of the Elite Seekers Podcast. He goes by the name of Ben Eby. You can find him on all social media platforms at the Ben Eby. You ready to take flight? We locked on, ladies and gentlemen. Smash that subscribe button. Let's get them trophies brought back to the hotel. Here we go. Hey, what's going on, Elite Seekers? Episode 43 is here. We are three weeks into January, three weeks into the new year, three weeks into 2022. And yes, that means three weeks of Elite Seekers episodes already coming at you. And I appreciate you if you have listened to all three or the first two and now this being the third one. Uh, It's been a lot of fun to start the year. We kicked it off with the All Elite Seeker Awards, first time ever. And what a great way for us to kind of, you know, put a, put a bow on top uh, of this underclassman group that is now graduating on and moving up to the upperclassmen group, hopefully being one year out of the NFL. Could be two, could maybe never make it. But, you know, passing this on to Ray and team to continue to, you know, move these guys into your, your minds and really get you prepared for your rookie drafts that you will have coming up over the next couple of years. So it's it's been a blast. You got to see who the top quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end were, and also hear who is going to be on the watch list, who I think has a chance to challenge for the All Elite Seeker Awards next year in January of 2023. But that means it's time to rewind it a little bit, go back a couple weeks, and figure out what the heck was going on with the All-American Bowl. Yes, you're going to see some familiar names if you've already been a part of the Elite Seekers program, if you've already been rocking with Destination Debbie Radio, because we talked about some of these guys. We talked about them last summer. We talked about some last spring. Just to give you an idea of these incoming prospects, we wanted to prepare you for what type of ceiling they might have, what type of moxie they're made of, and, you know, really just give you all the info we could find uh, when it comes to the high school circuit, the seven on seven circuit, you know, these different camps, all these things that these incoming prospects are out there grinding and really doing what they can to show off their skills, show off their tape and, and make a name for themselves and hopefully end up in the NFL one day. But first, they got to come in and show what they're all about at the college level. So. It's been fun. It was definitely great to see some of those names we already talked about. Some of those names that we believe in come out and put on a show for us with the All-American Bowl. Now, the West. The West knew what was up. The West came out there and really just put a whooping on the Eastern team. 34-14 victory for the West. And, uh, you know, led by a big-time name, a big-time quarterback that we already, we already knew, we talked about. Somebody that I'm a big fan of, and I believe has a crazy, crazy ceiling. Some people are a little lower on him. That's okay. You know, I, I feel good about it. And I'll tell you more about that as we jump into the show. But I think the All-American Bowl is a big deal. It is really the senior bowl for these high schoolers. You know, they go through a week of practice. They get to, you know, meet all these other guys. They get to go through drills. They get to really just show off what they're all about under different coaching schemes and things like that. So 
I think the All-American Bowl is bigger than just one game. It's bigger than an all-star game. It's just a great moment for, for these kids, these young men, to come out there and put all their skills on display. And, you know, some of them even got to go out there and, and commit on national TV, which I think is great for the brand, especially when you're talking about NIL nowadays. And I know some people aren't a fan of NIL, and that's fine. But, you know, in my opinion, it was long overdue for some of these athletes to go out there and get theirs. You know, they're, they're otherwise getting exploited by the college programs. You know, they definitely have a you know, great lifestyle there, but it's, just, it's a tough game. Football is a tough game, and we know how much a lot of these big colleges are making. So it was fun to see. We got to see 10 different recruits pick 10 different schools while at the All-American Bowl. And that's a big deal. So we'll go through some of those. We won't go through all of them, but I think the commitments are important because, you know, landing spot and a chance to develop and a chance to play early are all a big piece of the pie when you're talking about the ceiling of a potential NFL prospect, especially when we're, we're out there swinging for the fences and looking for the truly elite ceiling players. That's a big deal. So without further ado, I would like to jump in and talk about some of these players. So let's get right into it. All right, let's talk about Trevor Etienne. Yes, that is the brother of Travis. And depending where you look, he's going to weigh in at anywhere from 208 to 218 pounds. This guy is built. He's absolutely built. I just love how effortless he is in, in changing direction and, and using his vision and, and just finding the open lanes. It just seems like he is a very polished runner and it probably has something to do with, you know, being the, the younger brother of Travis and, and having that experience, having that, that uh, mind to lean on. And I'm sure they talk about a lot of stuff, but Trevor absolutely tore it up the last couple of years in high school. So this is a big time, big time get for Florida. And uh, I think he's going to pair really nicely with the dual threat ability of Anthony Richardson at some point. So I'm excited for that. I think, I think he will have a chance to carve out a name for himself. And that's his whole reason for not going to Clemson because Clemson was a finalist. It was going to be pretty much Clemson or Florida. We knew that Alabama was in the mix, Arkansas, Auburn, but it really came down to, to Clemson and, and following his brother's footsteps or Florida. And he wanted to blaze his own trail. I also think being closer to his brother, having his brother on the Jacksonville Jaguars is a big plus there. So um, just really, really like this move for Trevor Etienne. I do think he's an underrated back right now. According to 24-7 Sports, he is the 14th ranked running back in the nation. But I could easily see him moving up to top five in this class. Uh, he has all the ability in the world. He's going to develop. His brother came in was a little bit under underwhelming uh, as far as the rankings went too. I believe his brother was a three-star. So Trevor's already ahead of the game there. He's a four-star coming out. Um, someone that uh, really tore up the game for Jennings in Louisiana as a high schooler. So his junior season, he was able to put up 2,300 yards and 31 rushing touchdowns on the ground. Just insane numbers. Uh, and then he followed that up uh, with 1,200 yards and 22 rushing touchdowns his senior season. So this is a guy that is completely used to just um, bowling through people and using his great vision, trusting his blocks, being a patient runner. Just He just seems like a really, really mature running back for his age. So I'm excited for it. I think Florida got a great one. I think we will see him develop and become a, 
a starter at some point. Don't know how early in the game it is, but running back position seems to move a little faster than the other one. So we'll see what that looks like. But again, Trevor Etienne uh, was one of the commitments we got to see at the All-American Bowl. And you should be excited if you're a Florida Gator fan. This is a big time pickup for you at the running back position. Next up, let's jump over to the wide receiver position with C.J. Williams committed to USC at the All-American Bowl. And what a stud out of Matter Day High School in Santa Ana, California. C.J. Williams, 6'2", 193 pounds and looked every bit of the part. If you see him, he is just a chiseled receiver and someone that just showed off his physicality throughout the season and especially at the All-American Bowl. He did help kick off the scoring there with just an a amazing catch over the shoulder, back of the end zone uh, from Club Nick. And, you know, it it's shows the, the polish that CJ has. Not only can he be physical, um, but his route running prowess is already ahead of his game. He's got great size. And if he can just pull in catches like that, you know, being able to track the ball over his shoulder, uh, use those big hands and just... Um, be a big time end zone threat it just adds to his game so much you know this is a guy that we're gonna see you know potentially following the footsteps of an Amon Ross St. Brown we saw the success he had at USC and then moved on and and eventually exploded onto the scene late in the season for the Detroit Lions but uh, another matter day product and CJ Williams is a dude I'm telling you this is a guy that probably people weren't really talking about I think the senior season for him was one where he really put his name on the map. And we thought he was going to be going to Notre Dame. But obviously we lose Brian Kelly down to LSU from Notre Dame. And it kind of opened up, um, you know, the ability for Lincoln Riley to come in there as a as the new USC coach and, and steal CJ Williams back to California and keep him in state. So I think this is a huge pickup. And, you know, you really saw how much Cade Klubnick trusted CJ Williams uh, early and often in this game. and. It just, you know, probably speaks to how that practice went all week and showed what type of professionalism uh, C.J. Williams has. He's a special player. That's, that's what it is. I think he's a guy that may fly under the radar his whole career. You know, I could see it. I think people are down on, on USC wide receivers in a lot of situations, but I think Amon Ross St. Brown is going gonna, is gonna to go ahead and, and continue to change the thoughts around that. I think you know, Drake London coming into the league is going to help that. You're, he'll hear a lot about him on uh, Destination Debbie Radio. But C.J. Williams is, is a guy that I think will continue that legacy. I think he's going to come out there and, and have a hell of a career. And he's going to be a guy that you need to watch. He will be underrated. I don't see him going, you know, in first rounds of, of any depleted Debbie drafts. But, um, you know, if you could scoop him up in the second, third round in a depleted league, I think you're going to be laughing all the way to the bank. This is a great player, a kid that works his butt off, has all the physicality, has all the tools, and uh, is just going to flourish you know, under Lincoln Riley. And I think you're going to see a, a wide-open offense there. So CJ should jump on the scene early. He'll have a chance to be on the field early. With what I saw from the All-American Bowl, I see no reason for him not to be. But let's pay attention. Pay attention through the spring, see how the camps go. Uh, but huge pickup for the USC Trojans. Huge, huge pickup. And C.J. Williams was that dude out of the wide receiver position at the All-American Bowl. So, hey, keep it up, C.J. We see you out there. And uh, 
you know, all the Trojan fans, be excited. Be excited for C.J. Williams. You got a, a superstar in the making. Now, can we talk about Rayshon Luke, a.k.a. Speedy, for a minute? Yes, Rayshon Luke out of St. John Bosco in Bellflower, California. What an absolute speedster. Yes, he goes by the name of Speedy. And uh, you know, I've heard some other guys go by that, but Rayshon Luke was putting on a clinic. He just was running by guys. We're talking about the top guys in the country like they were standing in quicksand. Just an absolute blazer, uh, an all-purpose back that I'm looking at as a, just a guy that's a weapon. I think you're going to see him moved all over the field. He committed to Arizona at the All-American Bowl and, and absolutely put on a, a Incredible display, breaking off a couple touchdowns, one on a screen pass, one on a draw play, and showed the world what he is all about. Speedy lived up to that. One of his carries, 21.9 miles per hour is what he was clocked at at top speed. That would have been good for top five, top five in the NFL this season. That's crazy. The Arizona Wildcats have got an absolute weapon coming to them. And and this four-star prospect out of St. John Bosco is going to be a star. I love it. I know, I know he's small and everybody wants to talk about the size. We're talking about a young kid here. He's five foot eight, hundred and seventy-five pounds. Doesn't need to put on a ton of weight. He's already, you know, bigger than some of the receivers we've seen in the league. But we're talking about a kid that uh, has already PR'd at 10.55 in the hundred meters. And I think we're gonna see a hundred meter dash time of of low 10 seconds and if if that's the case it just you know adds to that speed but i don't know how much faster you can get um than top five speed in the nfl comparatively speaking that's just crazy so rayshon luke is a guy that you know adds to that wildcat backfield uh, but I, again i think you'll see him in the slot as well it's shown the ability uh to catch the ball out of the backfield and, and i think you'll see some some route running and development as he uh as he grows into a role there. And who knows what Jed Fish and team are going to do there in Arizona. But Pac-12, watch out. Arizona is, is quietly picking off some of these Southern California kids that are just crazy, crazy talented. And I have a feeling this will not be the last time we're talking about Speedy. So let's see if Speedy can get on the field early. That will be a big key for me. But uh, I think you need to pay attention as well in the springtime. Because Rayshon, a.k.a. Speedy Luke, is this guy who is just going to run circles around everybody trying to tackle him. So uh, we, we want to see him put on a little bit of weight, but I'm not too concerned. 175 pounds, it's not too bad at five foot eight to start as a freshman in college. But pay attention, Rayshon Luke, the burner. Now, can we talk about my guy, Cade Klubnik? absolute superstar in the making and i'm gonna come right out and say it i think he's better than quinn ewers now, i'm gonna let that soak in a little bit i think keg Clubnick, when it's all said and done and right now is better than quinn ewers now these guys were rivals in high school and that's part of where the story starts both times head to head Cade gets the dub he's a gamer He's an absolute gamer. Six foot, 286 pounds. Now, if you watched the All-American Bowl, there's a reason that the West absolutely annihilated the East. 
They had a true leader, a guy that brought that team together, and it probably started with practice, and really led his team to a victory, willed his team to a victory. He is that guy out of Austin, Texas, out of Westlake, guy that had to hear about Quinn Ewers all the time, just across town, and he came out there and he did his thing. Cade went out and won the Elite 11 Finals. Then he comes out here and just puts on a show at the All-American Bowl. This season, this past season, he threw for 3,200 yards, 43 touchdowns in the air, only three interceptions, 70 rushing attempts for another 465 yards, and 12 touchdowns on the ground. The year before that, Cade puts up 3,400 yards, 35 touchdowns in the air, three interceptions again, 98 carries for 583 yards and 15 touchdowns on the ground. This is what we're looking for when we're looking for an elite prospect. There's a reason he's a Texas State champ. This kid's going to be a first rounder. This kid is going to be a first round number one overall pick. I'm calling it right now. Unless something crazy comes out of nowhere, K Clubnick is that guy. And I think DJU, I know how high we were on him. But he was awful this year. Couldn't move. Couldn't move in the pocket. Just lost his confidence. I don't know if he gets it back. I think he's going to end up transferring personally. I think, you know, we're going to see him at Clemson this year. And I think Cade comes in and at some point steals the show. It might be in the spring. But Cade's that good. He's listed as a pro-style quarterback. I'm going to tell you right now, there's nothing pro-style about his game. He has escapability, intangibles, just... You know, underrated athleticism. You check out some of his his early track numbers. 51 second, 400 meter. Nothing crazy. But solid though. That was as a sophomore in high school. Of course, he's gotten faster. He's gotten stronger. He's able to do 41, over 41 feet, 8 inches in the triple jump. That's, again, nothing crazy. But as a sophomore in high school, I'd be happy if I was coaching that. So there's athleticism there. I think... There's very functional athleticism. I think it's underrated. And I think if you watch his tape, you'll see him use that to score. There's a reason he's put up 12 and 15 touchdowns the last couple years while putting up crazy numbers through the air and only three interceptions each of the last two seasons. Cade Klubnik is that guy. He really is. Again, I think he's going to come in there and he's going to put Clemson on his back and turn that program around. And bring it back to the glory days. He's that good. And if you're not paying attention. And if you're listening to some of the noise out there. And you're worried about DJU. You're worried about some of these other, these other narratives out there. I think you're going to be missing out. And you're going to be playing catch up. Because Cade has all of the intangibles. We talked about the mental makeup. This kid is an ultimate competitor. Ultimate competitor. And I love it. I love to see it. He steps up in camps, in games. He leads guys around him to have that same ferocious mindset. He's a killer. He's a killer on the field. And guys want to play with guys like that. It's, a, it's an infectious, contagious way to play. And when, you're, when that's your quarterback, watch out. I'm telling you. Kate Klubnik will be the first overall pick in a few years. He will be better than Quinn Ewers. I'm putting that out there. He is that good and that special. I'm excited for it. 
So mark my words, remember this, tag this, bookmark this episode, whatever you got to do. But I appreciate you guys. The All-American Bowl was a lot of fun. We got to see some great stuff. You know, Kevin Coleman coming out, being another big-time elite recruit, going to HBCU, following Travis Hunter, going to Jackson State, playing for Deion Sanders, a.k.a. Primetime, a.k.a. Coach Prime. I'm, I'm hyped for that. That's awesome. We love to see it. Rayleigh Brown was another running back superstar potential uh, in this All-American Bowl game. Just a lot of guys, a lot of fun. And if you don't watch it every year, I highly suggest you change that if you are a college football fan or a football fan at all. It's huge. Just gives you a great glimpse. The alumni that have come through the All-American Bowl um, is, is just an incredible list. So you're missing out if you're not checking that out. I appreciate you rocking with me. It is that time. It is that time for us to wind down the show and, and finish up with the quote of the show. So let's, let's get right into that. How you climb a mountain is more important than reaching the top. What does that mean? Hey, set those goals crazy high. Go after them. Find the right way to go after them. Do what you got to do. But that journey, that journey to get there, make sure you stay true to yourself. Stay true to what you believe. You don't have to listen to all the noise out there and go after it. Just remember that. Go after that stuff and do it your way. Always. As always, thank you so much for checking in with us this week. This was the third episode of the new year, of the new season. And uh, hey, it's only going to get better from here. As always, you got any suggestions, you want to reach out, you got a question for me, whatever it is, hit me up via Twitter, at the Ben EB, and I will always respond. It might take me a little bit, but I'll get back to you as quickly as I can. Appreciate everybody. That's all I got. Elite Seekers, out. <laughs>